um, again, we're very blessed to have Victor with us tonight. Um, some of his titles, I kind of took this from the Sean Ryan show. I don't know. How many of you guys saw the Sean Ryan show with his interview? See your hands raised. Really? Oh, come on. You guys, I, we got the QR codes on the table and stuff. I highly encourage you to go home and watch this, this podcast. It was absolutely incredible. I, uh, I work outside a lot, and I just put my headphones in. So, I mean, it's a long one. It's like an hour and a half each episode. But, man, I tell you what, it, I'd find myself just kind of dumbfounded sitting there doing my job, which isn't good because I, play, I work with chainsaws. Um, <laughs> but uh, I still have all my limbs. But it was just, it was very powerful stuff. And uh, I want to thank Victor for opening up the way he did in that, that pod, that, that interview. It was, that, talk about encouraging, man. That's where it's at. So, um, so Victor is a high-risk humanitarian. He goes overseas and helps rescue widows and orphans from uh, oppression. And ISIS is a big one, um, which is awesome. And like I said, get out, look him up. Look at some of the stuff he's done. Look at some of his videos. It's absolutely incredible. I mean, it's just, it's very inspiring to see what he goes around and does and the following he has and the support he has. It's amazing. He's also a husband, father, and a grandpa, which is a very tough job. I'm not a grandpa yet. I hope not for a while. Um, he is the founder of All Things Possible Ministries. He is an author. He's a filmmaker. And he is also an, a seventh-degree black belt in karate and jujitsu. So test him. See what happens. <laughs> Um, not only is he a public speaker, but he's an evangelist. He does this for, for, for God and for his faith in God. Um, and he's also the world's fastest gun disarm. If you haven't seen that video, really go look at that one. If you don't do look anything, go look at that video at least. It takes like two seconds. It's crazy. Um, no, but <laughs> really, like, go look up. Is it faster than two seconds? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty impressive. That's all I got to say. Um, and I was told at the retreat he might be doing a little bit of a demonstration for us at the retreat. So if you want to see it, sign up for the retreat. Come hang out. All righty, guys. We've got a quick little video. You guys are saving kids all over the world now. Victor Marks regularly puts himself into harm's way to reach children and women who are victims of trauma. Right here on the border of Gaza. Children are always the one that pay the biggest price. For 20 years, he and his wife, Eileen, have helped thousands of people discover new hope and experience lasting change from their hurt. When you hold the hands of an eight-year-old girl that's been held by ISIS for seven months, it'll change you. It'll make you get perspective on life, what really matters. Over 100 missions complete. Uh, with trauma care or help, over 45,000 women and children. You know, people say, well, you're risking those lives going over there. Yeah, we do. But if I'm in the center of God's will, is it my business how I go home or not? Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Victor Marks. Let's give a hand for Victor. Oh, thanks, gentlemen. Hey, I appreciate that. God bless y'all. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it so much. And uh, I'm honored to be here. Uh, I know I have friends in here, old friends and new friends that it's quite a number of you could just step right up here, and I would stay right there and listen to what you had to say. 
Um, but I guess tonight's my night. I share a little bit. Um, I'm not. I'm going to teach the Bible. I'm not going to exegete anything, or we'll let the pastors do that. I'm an evangelist, so we kind of come in and do what cheap dogs do versus a a shepherd. So we kind of agitate the sheep and then leave. So <laughs> shepherds got to clean up after that. I tell you what, though, kudos and respect to that man. Not only is he a pastor, but he's in the public arena. He's a public servant. We did a little verbal jousting back there, and he won. So um, I thank God. And just on a sidebar, he's going to be presenting a bill to the state to allow, and I'm telling you, it's not a small thing. A lot of times when kids are abused or trafficked or whatnot, there's not always criminal prosecution. Do you all understand? Most of the time, not. That's why victims stay silent. And although there's a civil approach to suing people who do bad things, a lot of times a victim can't withstand the pressure of the trial, the depositions, the testimony. This fellow right here came up with an idea of passing a bill that would allow organizations like mine and NGO to stand in the gap for the victim and sue that pervert. That's brilliant. So, you know, he's, we deal with that however we can in certain ways, whatever country we're in. Uh, we have a task force here in the U.S. that it's uh, what we call it the pedophile hunter task force because uh, we think that's the last bastion of anything type of innocent or worth fighting for in our country's children. And the, the, the latest case that we're going to take is right up in Denver because we're all over the country, but we're all over the world. And if y'all don't know this case, there's a YouTube fellow named Shane Dawson. He's a YouTube fellow. Millions of followers and all that. First of all, he just needs the Lord. Okay, but I'll tell you right now, he's given himself over to wickedness. First, he, he married a man. That's wrong. If you don't agree with me, the Bible, I don't care. You hate on God. <laughs> and if you try to slap me afterwards, I'm, I'm going to slap you back. So, <laughs> we call it laying on the hands, that's all. Just, <laughs> But, gentlemen, this should infuriate every church and every godly person in the state of Colorado. That man... Oh, he's a man, he's a pervert, on his podcast, said this. Why is it illegal for someone like me, and he goes, pretend I'm a pedophile. Why is it illegal for me to look up pictures of naked children and masturbate to it? And he's laughing. He talks about basically raping his own 
cat. And it's just on and on and on. Right? I'm probably like most of you. It's like, hey, you want to get your perv on? Just keep it away from us. That everybody has their own whatever. Don't bring it around us, my family. And certainly don't make, do, do you understand what I'm saying? It, listen to me. Him and his husband just paid for two twin baby boys. And they have custody of them now. They have, by surrogate, it's basically human trafficking of babies. You pay someone to have children, and you take them. Two baby boys. I'm telling y'all, if Christians in Colorado don't die on this hill, watch what's going to happen to Colorado. You think we're taking a beating yet? And if our nation doesn't take one stand as a whole, watch what happens to our nation. How, how, how else worse can it get? So I'm thankful for men that stand up and do the deal. And I tell you, I believe in prayer as much as anybody. However, <laughs> ladies, what do we... Y'all are pointing my way. Is everything oh, y'all doing the ninja pictures? Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I have to zip my pants up or something. It's like, hey, listen, we live in a very exciting time. I don't get depressed about this time we live in. I kind of get excited. It's the way you view it. And I served in the United States Marine Corps. Any Marines in here? All right, we'll share crayons later. <laughs> I was back, actually, I was back under President Reagan. He was my kid. We were like loading muskets back then. And was... But you know what? Um, I like when one of the generals for the Marine Corps, Chesty Puller, said, uh, during a, a war in Korea, they got surrounded by the Chinese communists. It was a bad deal. And one of his young lieutenants from said, we're surrounded on all sides. There's no way out of here. We're completely surrounded. And he was nervous. <laughs> and Chesty just said, well, they've made our job easy. Young man, we can shoot in any direction and hit them. <laughs> right? Uh, people think I'm some type of super saint because... I've lived my faith over in Muslim countries and still got a house in Iraq. Me and my wife. Uh, and I go, I'm not, no, I'm not no super saint, trust me. Hang out with me for a little bit or talk to my teams. I was human and all that as anybody. But you don't have to be a big light in a lot of darkness. You can just be a little spark. And people will look and go, what the heck? And then you explain yourself. I'll never forget, we were moving into a, a little village ISIS had held. Now, we're moving into this village embedded with, at the time, Iraqi forces. And it was just me and one other American who's also a Christian missionary, high risk like me. His name is Dave Eubank. And if you ever want to watch a movie that will change your life forever, it's called Free Burma Rangers. And it is, uh, 
Francis Chan said it's the most powerful Christian movie he's ever seen. So it's a documentary, and all I'm telling you, it ain't nothing like anything you've ever seen. So we're over there, and long story short, um, bad stuff is happening everywhere. And we learn to pray and obey, but in a lull of fighting. Now, we're not door kickers. We're not act. But that's not what we're into. We're there to help women and children. But part of our TTPs, you know, is if somebody shoots at us, that's what we do. So I used to get hassled by super saints here in America. They'd be like, uh, I thought you were a missionary. Why were you carrying an AK? I go, well, first of all, I'm not a good one. All right, let's start there. Let's just take all the pressure off, okay? Don't put me in that category. If I was a disciple, I'd be more like Peter, right? No, Lord, I got him. Ha! <laughs> but it was Peter that got out of the boat when all these liturgical and theologically sound dudes were saying, what in the hell is he doing? Hell's in the Bible. Don't worry. Calm down. Assembly of God. There's other words in there I could say. Peter got out, and he's walking on water. Everybody focuses on the water because it's a miracle. Peter didn't care about the water. You know what he cared about? This is a secret to some of his sauce. He just said, if that's you, Lord, let me come to you. His payday was Jesus. That was the payday. He never thought about the water until he was sinking. <laughs> he was like, Lord, save me. Best prayer we've all prayed. <laughs> and you know, it's, I want to encourage you on this short time that we have. I have three minutes left. I get paid by the minute. Are we going longer? <laughs> An extra for demons. Uh, <laughs> I deal with demons all the time. Oh, let me read the scripture I got for y'all when I find it. It's in the book of the Bible. <laughs> Dang it, I thought I really had it. Oh, I do. It's Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10. Listen to this, those of you who suffer with identity issues, which is most men, church or not, gifted or not, wealthy or not, most men struggle with identity issues, all because of lies that you believe from your childhood, and the devil reinforces. It's just like women who lose weight. They still see themselves as heavy, no matter what. Beautiful girls, beautiful women, beautiful, and yet they don't believe they're beautiful. Huh. I was speaking in California one time with a bunch of rich women. It was right next to a polo place. And I said, there's a lot of beautiful women in here. They were like, oh. I said, this is about as pretty as money can buy. And uh, <laughs> I meant it in the most caring way. And I said, ain't nothing wrong with it. J. Vern McGee said, if the barn needs painting, paint it, right? So, <laughs> but I just said, ladies, nothing wrong with getting it all cosmetic out, and but, but, how many of you go home at night, look in the mirror, 
and know it will never be enough. No matter what you do. Man, you could see them start to cry. Why? Because they hadn't found their identity yet. It's dealing with the society offers or whatnot. Hey, men, we should know our identity before women. Because we came first. And no matter what you say, if you're married, your woman looks to you for leadership. Even if you're married to an alpha gal or an apex predator. <laughs> this isn't live, is it? It's not. <laughs> I'm glad I have a great wife that's a submissive, <laughs> godly woman. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> you and my wife today, <laughs> you heard her shut that door. Do your business. Listen, my, we were just at SHOT Show this past week. You know what SHOT Show is? That's where testosterone makes you. <laughs> and uh, we were out on a range, a flat range, a big one, because uh, all the arms manufacturers out there. We walked by one booth, and uh, Lauren was there. We walked by this booth, and there's a 6.5 Creedmoor pretty good rifle, scoped out, and, and uh, the guy, the spotter, he's like, hey, look at that. I said, can my, can my wife try to shoot that? He goes, sure. Sit down, little lady. And he goes, all right, you're going you're gonna to look through the, there's a scope, and you're going to try to put it on that black target. And uh, I said, how far is that? He goes, it's 100 yards. <laughs> I said, oh, that, what's the one way out there? He goes, which one? I said, way up on the hill. He goes, that's a thousand yards. I said, can she try? <laughs> he goes, sure. <laughs> he dialed her in, boom, thousand yards. We have five people on our team, Lauren, every one of us, boom, 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 thousand yard hits. Five of us. And one of my guys who has a very interesting background, doing stuff for our government. He, he nailed that thing in the center of the center at 1,000 yards. The spot at that point goes, you're either lucky or very good. <laughs> I said, Todd, send it. Pow. Nailed it, center of center. He goes, you're good. <laughs> so here's the scripture, Ephesians 2.10. This is how you're going to find your identity, man. For we are God's masterpiece. Masterpiece. It doesn't get any better than that. He didn't mess up when he made you. Doesn't matter. You got faults, you got issues, you got challenges. Welcome to being a masterpiece. It's, it's life. But you're a masterpiece. God never made junk. Some of you still believe, oh, I wish I was this. I, was, I wish I wasn't born into that family. Well, suck it up, buttercup. You were. He knew it. He knew it. And he has a plan on how to redeem it all. You're like, I'm not that smart. Welcome. I tell people, <laughs> I squeeze all 78 points of my IQ. <laughs> I might be slow, but I'm consistently slow. <laughs> it's like groupings. <laughs> Tight groupings. It may be the wrong target, but 
Guy's going this way. We are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ. That means when you get born again, you're made new. So you got to jack the past. Doesn't exist when it's under the blood. You can remember stuff, but on God's record books, it doesn't exist. And you have to think of it and make a movie in your mind. But it doesn't exist. That's the truth. Jesus, uh, we were created anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do good things that he planned for us long ago. That's the secret. I see a lot of Christians trying to be Christians. And it's like when I see a young man trying to be, you ever see guys, there's not a lot of them these days, but it's more like, I'm so tired. What's up, man? No, I, I, when I, I remember one time I was eating lunch in California on a curb. I had just got back from Iraq. I was tired, had a hat on, some glasses. I'm eating Chinese food. There's a health club. This guy comes walking out, and I mean, he's got a tank top on, and he's walking like this. And he walks right past me, and I felt like the Holy Spirit. Now, here's, here's a key for me if I'm going to share with y'all. I'm not good at memorizing verses. I got TBI so good. My TBI's got TBI, all right? I live with it. I got a jacked up past. But one thing I do know that I do well is I hear him. I hear him. I hear the Holy Spirit, and I'm like, I'm good with that. I hear God. Don't always obey him, but I hear him. <laughs> and this old boy walked in front of me, just, and I, the Holy Spirit said, talk to him about me. I was like, no, Lord, not today. He, he looks angry. That's an angry one right there. And then I made like this little, if he comes back or somebody, I'll talk to him. That sucker came back, walked right in front of me. I said, oh. I said hey, hey, man. He goes, what? I said, why are you so scared? He goes, what? I said, you look scared. <laughs> he, he, his body parts, he started heading toward me. I ain't scared of nothing, especially an old man like you. I said, I, I wasn't saying you were scared of me, but you look scared. He goes, why do you keep saying I look, what, why are you saying that? I said, I don't know, you look like you're trying to prove that you ain't scared. I said, I'm not putting you down. I just said, I, I've had the privilege of training a lot of men into warriors to hunt and kill some of the worst people on this planet. And I've been privileged to be part of some of that. I know a warrior when I see one. You're a warrior. I don't want you on my side. I said, but you don't walk like it. Walk like you're untested and trying to prove it to everybody. And then he's kind of, he's trying to process this. And he's like, well, I said, let me ask you a question. Has any man ever affirmed you that you got what it takes? And he goes, no. I said, well, I'm telling you, you do. 
I know when people do, you got it. I said, stop trying to be and just be. He's like, wow. Now, now the Holy Spirit was touching him. He said, well, I, I, I thank you for your words. I said, you're welcome, man. He started walking away. I said, there may be more credit to what I said. Just Google my name. I told him my name. He's like, okay. He got in his truck, and I'm watching him make drink, coming back with a bat. A bat? <laughs> I always watch that. Huh? <laughs> Circle back around. I decided to beat you up. Huh. He gets in his truck. I see him on his phone, and then he starts jumping because I think he watched the gun disarm. Or he read my bio. He's like, oh. I thought, there you go, Lord. Good. See, God preordained that for me to do that day. I don't have to, I don't have to try. I just have to be. Does that make sense? I got guys who want to go with me overseas and kick indoors and shoot bad people in the face, and that's just my wife's friend. But listen, <laughs> for you no, all you got to do, I just go, you got to run in your lane. There's nothing more satisfying than walking in your lane. Don't try to be like somebody else. That's when you get ruined. God made your thumbprint, your fingerprint for you. It, there's, there's no one else that can use that unless, unless there's some people that I know that do it. That's a completely different thing. But listen, men, just be you, warts and all. If you don't like something about you, then change it. If you have the ability to change it. <laughs> Some guys, oh, yeah, I, don't, I need to get in shape. <laughs> well, get in shape. You fatso. <laughs> Had a guy say, are you trying to fat shame? I go, if you accept it, yeah. <laughs> shame on you. I'm dying to have a heart attack and rob your family. He was a pastor. At a big old event. He come back nine months later, contacted me, said, can I tell you something? I was like, I think you are. He's like, I lost 80 pounds. He said, man, you pissed me off, if I'm honest. I said, you're welcome. <laughs> I brought him on my podcast, and he shared. He said, you don't know how much it changed my life. I'm glad. If you have the ability to change something in your life, then do it. Stop listening to these lies of the devil. You'll never, you're going to be like, uh, uh, you, all these, you know, you, know, you know how you know if the devil or demons are talking to you? Here's a simple deal. When you're doing a self-assessment, you're like, ah, oh, you know, I need to work out. I need to lose five pounds, 20 pounds, whatever it is. I need a self-assessment starts with I. If you hear in your brain housing group, you are stupid. You can never do that. Oh, you'll never get the, that's a third person. That's a demon saying you. And that better wake you up like if somebody slapped you. There's two responses to a slap. One, you wither. Oh, oh. Or you're like, well, hello. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Am I right? 
Yeah, li listen, you better attune yourself for the second one in spiritual warfare. If you hear a you, my wife, my wife helped me with this. Look, I hadn't always been solid in the spiritual warfare. I mean, I got my teeth kicked in plenty. But I never forget my wife. She would see me like, Ugh. my wife would go, Victor, Victor. I'm like, what? She goes, are you negotiating with the devil? I go, no. She's like, use scripture. Come on, take that thought captive. Use the scripture. And I'd be like, man, I'm so messed up right now. Ah, uh, Mary had a little lamb. Please, I. Says, hey, no. You got Mary, Mother Jesus, you got the lamb, but that's a rhyme. I'm like, pitch me one. You know, I'm out. Throw me a mag. And she would. And she just started feeding me scriptures. And my kids, because of my background, I was tortured as a kid. I was tortured and abused. I was left for dead in a commercial cooler. I had 123 visits to a trauma specialist. They put me on Debacote, Debakine, Prozac, Zoloft, Lithium, Abuse Bar. I went to 14 schools, lived in 17 houses. I've been electrocuted, dunked in a tub, watered. Killed a man when I was seven years old. It's just on and on and on. I should have never made it. And do I have effects from it? Yep, sure do. Sure do. And you know what? I don't complain about it. I just go, well, thank you, Lord. I'm on a short lease. And like me and Jimmy were talking today, helps me never forget the kids who still suffer. You know when you're called to this realm? Is when you hear them at night from across the world. You don't get involved in this unless you're called to it. It'll ruin you. Stay in your lane. If you want to help people who help children, well, make money and write a check. Pray. If you like praying and believe in it, pray. Amen. Tell other people about it. But trust me, many of you, have, did anybody see that movie, Out of the Shadows, or, or what's it called? Sound of Freedom. Anybody see that? Y'all are deeply moved, right? Do you know Tim Ballard? We met face to face, and I prayed for him. And then he asked, would you and your wife mentor me and my wife, because y'all been at this a lot longer. Do you know right now he's under investigation for a bunch of nonsense? No. That's half of it. The other half because he made bad decisions. I know Tim. Detectives and women called me. Now, he didn't mess with no kids, so I'm like, well, you know, it's well, no big deal to me, man. Just get all that right. But the problem is the enemy took Tim out right as the movie hit. And that will bring spiritual warfare. Yep. So pray for Tim. Yep. Tim's a Mormon. I prayed for him and knocked some demons out of him. He was crying and weeping in the hotel room. He said, you saved my life. Because he wanted to end it. Because he knew what was coming. And that's another thing. As believers, if somebody falls and messes up, don't go kick their teeth in. 
man, say, come here. Give me your hand. I'll get down there and pick you up. If you're in the water, sometimes you got to knock them out or let them drown. Who I don't help with people that want to stay stuck. I go, enjoy that. I, I'm moving on. Don't waste your time with people who play a victim, make excuses for their sin, for their, oh, well, you know. Just say, hey, no. We don't have time for that, men. The time we're in right now, do you know how quickly our country can be turned upside down like that? Listen to me. This is the first place I'm speaking at since I've been back from Israel. I was in Gaza. My team, we have access and placement, most don't. I went into the West Bank. We helped Palestinian children, and we helped over 4,000 Israeli kids. We trained special operations guys in the IDF. We trained the trainers. And let me tell you something. Two things everyone said about that Hamas attack on October 7th. We were underprepared. The neighborhoods they live in are called kibbutzes. There's an armory. You know how many weapons in that armory? For a neighborhood of maybe 100, 150 houses? Ten. Ten rifles. Ten rifles. You know how much ammo? 50 rounds a rifle. In Israel, you're not allowed to walk around with a blade. Period. I don't care if it's two inches, one inches, five. You can't carry a blade. When they were hit on three, 23 different break locations and overhead by about 3,000 Hamas that had everything, everything, they couldn't, there was no chance. I was in a week after it happened with my team. What we saw and experienced and how we helped, I told my wife when I came back, and my wife was with us. But I told her, I remember the first place I spoke at, when I came back, it was Dr. Dobson's gathering. I used to work for Dr. Dobson right here in this town. Uh, I was an assistant to him. So he was my boss who became a mentor who later in life became my friend. And he asked me to come and speak. I brought my kit and a helmet. And do you know, I told him all that happened. But I'll tell you tonight, like I told my wife, I will never wear those same boots I wore because of all the blood I walked in Children's blood, handprints of blood against the wall, drag lines of a moss pulling, moms out who are pregnant and bleeding, raping women and shooting them while they're raping them, cutting babies out of wombs, and it's videoed because the moss came in with cameras to boast. Tomorrow, I thought, I'll never wear them boots again. And I haven't. Look at me. This is no joke. The time is now. We've had minimum of 8 million come through our borders. Biden still wants them to come in. We're talking, we're talking Chinese. We're, talk, we're talking folks that don't love America. We've been on the border. I've been to Mexico, southern Mexico. I followed the immigrant trail all the way down to Panama and the Darien Gap. I was in Colombia, our team. We saw it. We saw how it was funded, too, 
through a felon's organization called Soros. And I'm not here to make it political. I'm here giving you thick data. So you can tell me what you believe because you read certain things, and I'm telling you, I've been there. Have you been there? And it's, we're living in very perilous times. You don't know how quick things can go like that. So we put up a page on our website, how to prepare. I started contacting when I came back the first time, gun manufacturers. I said, send me your best rifles. I'm going to put rounds to them, and I'll recommend them or not. Man, all these companies started sending me stuff. And even, even Terran, at Terran Tactical, he's the guy that made John Wick's weapons. <laughs> he made me a rifle. He gave me a John Wick. I was just at his place shooting. He was shooting pistols. Five rounds, three targets, two seconds. He's like, all right. I said, I'm going to buy me a black suit just to walk around this thing and get, get my job. They said, you ain't John Wick, you're John Thick. So yeah. it's a great time to be prepared. And for those people who say, oh, I'm, I'll be prepared, and you know, if somebody comes try to take my stuff, I'm going to shoot them. I'm like, no, you won't. Not if it's your neighbor. Not if it's a friend. Stop. Only, when people are like, oh, you know, somebody comes to take my food from my neighborhood. I said, really? Really? Have you ever shot somebody? Ever watched a life leave a person? It's a final decision. You're not going to. Now, bad guys in trucks, shoot them. Or as they say in the South, shoot them up. Some people need to be shot. Pacifists don't like me saying that. And I completely appreciate your pacifism if it's real. Not an excuse for cowardice. But we're still the ones that are going to allow you to have that by standing the gap. Man, get it together. Some of you have a seared conscience because of porn. Eh, we've made porn to be out the Goliath of our generation. When I was a kid, it was a magazine in the woods, half torn by weather. Some of you laughing, you know. You fold that thing open like, that's a booby. <laughs> that was more curiosity as a kid, right? <laughs> Nowadays, an eighth grade boy can open a phone, and I'm telling you, in three hours, see what it will take in a sailor, a lifetime, in multiple ports to experience. And his mind is sauced just right there. So how do you not make it a big deal? Well, if you're married, talk to your wife. Some of you are like, okay, it was all good up until that point. <laughs> One time, you remember the old days when you're on the computer and you're doing this stuff, and an email would lead you to a link, to a link, to a link, right? And uh, I, man, I saw some stuff. I tell on myself with my wife. That, that's my safety button. And I brought my computer. I said, honey, I just watched naked people doing naked things for way too long. She's like, what? I said, yep. She goes, aren't you speaking in the morning to a men's group? I said, yeah. She goes, on purity? <laughs> I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> 
She, and I'm just waiting for the hammer. She goes, what do you expect? You fell for temptation from the devil. Repent, get back up, move forward, press, press, press. Tell those men tomorrow. They don't have to follow the same thing. Hmm. That was yesterday. No. Okay, so listen. <laughs> I never used that one. That's kind of funny. <laughs> Remember the TVs when they would go fuzzy and then there'd be a little porn scene and then go fuzzy again? Do you remember? They're trying to lure you in to buy the channel. I, I ended up unplugging it and then I plugged it back in like a few days later. I was like, no, don't give room for the flesh. I had to climb up on a roof across the thing and cut the cable. No way to put it together. Just get rid of it. It should not be an issue. The same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. You don't have to be addicted to anything. You hear me? And then take a stand for when something's wrong. I was here in this town 20 plus years ago. My family and I walked into y'all's library. We walked in and there was a dude looking at porn on a computer in the library. I'll never forget. I walked by him and went, I pushed my family and said, go over there. My wife goes, honey. I said, I got it. She's like, honey, be spirit led. I said, oh yeah, I'm led. Don't worry. I go, I go back to the guy, I tap him on his back and said, hey, he goes, what? I go, really? You're looking at porn here in a public library? I said, there's women and children. Dude, get out of here. He goes, I can do what I want. It's a public place, right? We're hearing those echoes, I can do what I right? Today, I can do what I want, it's a public place. I said, uh, man, at least be a decent pervert and go home. Shouldn't be looking at stuff here. He goes, leave me alone, I can do what I want. Just like that, like a little demon hunts over. Man, I backed up, my wife was like, don't hit him. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm gonna choke him. No, I, I was, I'm like, Lord, Lord, okay. I need something right now because I feel the spirit of Peter coming on me. <laughs> I never wore what would Jesus do. I, I made a bracelet that said WWPD. <laughs> what would Peter do? I'm just being honest. My staff got it for me. He still went to heaven. Gosh, stop judging me. <laughs> so I backed up, and then I said, okay. I said, hey, hey, everybody in the library. It's a public place, so I'd like to make a public announcement. Everybody, everybody stop, it's loud. I said, this pervert right here is looking at porn right here in this library. And he was so shamed, he slammed the computer, grabbed the stuff and he ran out. I was like, get out of here. Everybody started clapping. Everybody started clapping. Don't tell me shame isn't a good thing for unrepentant people. We've gotten rid of it. So that's my message to y'all. Have a clear conscience or the devil will beat you down. Know that God's preordained good stuff for you to do. Get up every day looking for it. Okay, Lord, what do you have today? Some days it's nothing but suffering. And you know what? Embrace the suck. We do it in everything else. Am I lying? <laughs> Football, work. Working for that paycheck, whatever it is, marriage, <clears throat> no. You just, God said there's going to be trials and tribulations. Go, Lord, as long as this, you're in control, oh, help me endure. 
And believe me, I still endure stuff all the time. So I'll close with this. 840. Y'all been, thanks for being so attentive, especially after that protein dinner. <laughs> Last night we were in Vegas. I told you we were there all week. Part of my team went to the porn convention. We go. One year we set up a booth. I had two of my dogs, monitors up. We had videos of us rescuing kids. I put out my testimony book, video, there's a movie on my story. Did you know I think it was about 2,000 pieces that got taken for people in the industry? They're just people. They're just hurt and lost. The wicked ones, used by the devil, they won't repent. So they should suffer the consequence of their actions by hurting people. But you know, people even in that industry all believe kids shouldn't be hurt. Leave the kids alone. And I prayed for six people this week who had demonic activity on them. It's a very cool, special gift God's given me to help a person identify if they have demons that are assigned to them, how to find out what lies they've been told, find out what the truth is, and then smash them and destroy them. That's what I wish some of you men would learn to set people free. Huh. Guess who one of them was? And I can say it because he's giving me permission. Y'all know that kid named Kyle Rittenhouse? The one that got prosecuted attempt, you know, for smoking those dudes trying to kill him? Here's my position on that. Outside of going there, he did everything right. If somebody was trying to take your weapon and shoot you, would you shoot them? Yeah, completely. And as I told Kyle, I said, I wish you would have had a squared away dad or men in your life that said, hey, don't go out there. Let, let's figure this out. Don't go out there by yourself. But he had such a spirit of wanting to do what's right. He went. And then he said he carried guilt for a long time for killing those two men. And I said, well, I kind of look at it as God used you as a righteous instrument to kill a man who had raped five boys convicted of it he goes I never thought about that I said man you're welcome <laughs> welcome to my world you know he told me yesterday this happened he goes man I hope I never have to kill anybody again in my life I said me too buddy me too but I said, would you like me to pray for you, see if you have any demonic activity assigned to you? He said, yes, sir. I prayed for him. He did. He had 13 demons. He got free like that. Then afterwards I said, Kyle, have you ever surrendered your life to the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you given everything? He goes, he's like, I kind of thought I did, but after today, no. I said, you want to surrender your life? He goes, yes. How do I do it? I said, I'll pray with you right now. And he gave his life to Christ yesterday afternoon. <laughs> Fellas, I promise you, it's not that hard once you have the right mindset. You do it for everything else. Uh, your calling ain't mine. Might be. But your calling is where God has you. Some of you older dudes know your time is drawn near. Makes you extra focused, doesn't it? 
when people that you know are starting to die. You're like, wow. The young guys, typically you think, oh, you know, I got forever. Or you're sitting under this depression of, well, I can't really, or what's the world coming to? It's a great time to be alive and get some. We need y'all. There's no backup plans, young men. It's y'all. <laughs> it's, uh, if I get a walker, I'm going to have a sword and a firing device on it, but still, we need y'all. <laughs> we need y'all. So that's it. I got nothing else. Can I get money from them like an offering? They don't look like they got money. <laughs> They're like, eh. Guys, pray for us, please. We're in it. I got a text today. I'm working on rescuing a girl out of Syria that ISIS kidnapped. Had her for years. We got stuff going down south of the border. We got a task force team. Our biggest goal is to get the worst guys making, using, transferring child sexual abuse material here in the U.S. 31 million, 31 million files transferred last year in the U.S. 31 million. 85% of the time it was sent was at work. Using their boss's IP. There was a little over 300 people prosecuted last year in that area for crimes. 31 million, a little over 300. So we have a private organization that hunts, investigates, sets up target packages, meets with DAs, because if you can get them but you can't prosecute them, it's bad. So pray for us, we're, we're under it all the time. And it is what it is. It's no different when we were in Iraq or just in Israel. We flew in Israel. There was a Hamas sent rockets right in our. <laughs> they're being intercepted. I brought my son, my 18-year-old son. I mean, we hadn't even left the airport. We had to jump out of a vehicle for shelter. My son's like, "This is so cool." I'm like, "Right?" Oh, I say, like, "Get in the concrete bunker." It's like, "Woman, tell." Okay, I'll get in the sun. Keep filming. Ah. Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you for giving us this time as men of fellowship and just talk real stuff. God, I pray against any spirit of religion because it just doesn't satisfy. And we can't even, heck, I can't even live up to it. Lord, it, it binds, it oppresses, it conforms us into the image of men, not, not you, Lord. Father, I pray each man here would understand his identity. He's a masterpiece. Nothing about perfection but it is about moving in the right direction. And God, I pray you'd free men from the lies of the enemy that they believe far too long that have caused them to be in bondage and not experience the fullness of freedom that you created them for. God, for men who need to get in shape for health reasons, Lord, convict them. Tell them, get in shape. Do better. I need better years out of you. More productivity. Help them to understand they have to be mission ready. What if they had to drag someone out of a burning house or help someone who was shot. Lord, show them that they can. For those who don't get in the word regularly, Lord, convict them. Show them they need to, whether by reading or by audio or by both. Show them they need to hear the word of God because our mind gets renewed and it gets, oh, we need that. 
And Lord, I pray for marriages here that are suffering. Man, Lord, give these men keys to their wives' hearts. Doesn't matter what season of life they're in. Help them understand how soon it will all pass. And God, if there's any men here committing adultery, I pray their pecker would rot off and they would be diseased with boils. Was that too strong? Okay, Lord, Lord, just convict however you do and so they can be free. And Lord, if their wives cheated on them, I pray you give them an unbelievable supernatural level of grace to forgive and to love and to honor. God, we thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy. And we look forward to getting together, Lord, here in the future at this man camp. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. God bless y'all. I know we're just clapping, but let's give them another big hand, guys. I tell you what, man, that was that was awesome. Thank you, Victor. Thank you very much. Um, if you can't really. <laughs> um, Victor, if you wouldn't mind, come back up. We'd love to pray for you real quick. Any of you guys want to come up and pray for Victor? That'd be great. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much. We thank you for Victor, and we lift him up to you right now, Lord. We thank you for the, the assignment you put on his life and his ability to hear you and follow your direction, God. And we ask that you bless him, bless his family, bless his organization, his teams. Keep them safe. Give them the resources and the finances and everything they need to do to keep doing your work here on this earth, Lord. God, we need more men like Victor and his teams and his organization to just step forward and, and help in any way they possibly can, God. He's doing amazing things only because of you, and you've shown him the way, and he's been faithful, and he's following your, your, your direction, God. God, we thank you so very much. We ask that you bless his health, keep him on, on his feet, keep him going. Um, his mission's clearly not over, God, and you just keep, keep him going until that day you tell him to stop. Father, we thank you so very much, and we ask for him to be um, just blessed unbelievably, Lord. Just a little outpouring of the Holy Spirit over him. God, we thank you for his willingness to come to speak to us tonight, Lord. It's an amazing thing. And God, for all the men here, thank you. I ask that you send them home with a little bit of a nugget that they got from Victor tonight, God. And just really sit on their hearts and really give them something to think about and pray about, God. And just get everybody home safely tonight, Lord. We thank you so very much for all that you do and the breath that you put in our lungs every day, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, man.